Welcome to episode 063, the journey of manifesting our new home. Welcome, I'm your host, Clara Bade. One Woke Mama is a journey of awakening through the raw, sometimes painful, always beautiful and definitely messy ride that is motherhood. This is our journey in mind, body and soul towards consciousness. We seek clarity, we hunt down the truth, we dive into the discomfort of healing, uncovering shadows and rising out of them back into the new woman that we're meant to be. Okay, beautiful. Before we dive into today's episode, just a reminder that my Sydney workshop, Soma et Soul, is on September 12th. Tickets are very fast running out and I am capped at 10 to 12 people for this event due to COVID regulations. So please head over to clarabade.com and check out the show notes if you need to as well so that you can get your ticket ASAP. Just a reminder as well that I have breath medicine on every fortnight coming up throughout September, October. So live stream breath work classes. There's other ways that you can work with me too via Practical Magic and Spiritual Medicine membership or one-on-one via my 90-minute heal sessions or my private coaching programs, three, six, and 12 session packages. I am so thrilled to connect with you in any way that will support you in your personal journey of awakening, healing, and growth. So if you want to be updated on everything I'm putting out into the world, please make sure you subscribe at clarabade.com. Scroll on down to the black banner at the bottom and you'll also receive your self-healing series as well for free. Let's get going. So many of you may remember that I mentioned quite a long time ago that my husband and I had been house hunting. We felt ready Round about the time we fell pregnant with Raph, we felt ready to move out of our small two-bedroom apartment here in Sydney at Coogee Beach. And even though we really like our apartment, we like where we live, as soon as we fell pregnant with Raph, I felt like the walls were closing in on me and I felt like it was time to uh, upgrade. And by upgrade, I don't mean anything big and fancy amazing, but just space. And I also felt the craving for a different energy. What then unfolded has been over three years in the making. A journey of manifesting and a journey of deep surrender. I've mentioned to you guys many times in different podcasts over the last year and a half about the energy in the home that we currently live in. Whether you believe it or not, it came to my attention at a certain point. Around about when I was really struggling with some serious sleep deprivation, Raph wasn't sleeping well at night and he was waking sometimes hourly and this was going on for months on end. It became apparent to us that there was some energy disruption going on in our apartment. I worked with a beautiful mentor and healer, an incredible woman called Shananda. She came in to do an energy clearing in our apartment 
Oh, I just, as I'm telling this story, I realize there's been so many incredible people in my life, mentors and healers that have supported me along the way. Now, the reason that Shananda came into our apartment to do an energy clearing here is because I was working with an incredible woman and a dear friend called Marianne C, who I've featured on this podcast a couple of times. Now, Marianne has the incredible ability to be able to communicate to babies in utero. And through our time working together, we also realized that she could communicate directly with my children as well. So in the process of that communication and trying to figure out what was going on for Raf, he started to show her some really interesting things. And one of which was he kept showing her a tilted triangle, the shape of a tilted triangle, in particular to his room and a couple of other things. So when I called up Shananda and I said, look, I've just had the instinct and the guidance that we need to do an energy clearing in this apartment, and I described a couple of things. As soon as I said tilted triangle, Shananda said to me, yep, you've got an energy vortex in your apartment. These are really common, but they can be very disruptive, and it can feel like a, a whirlpool or a spinning of energy. And, of course, this can open up to all sorts of different other unwanted energies as well. So what was really interesting in hearing that was I had been feeling like I was constantly spinning. I'd often have to walk down the hallway of our apartment holding on to the wall for fear of falling over. So at the time, I just shook this up to uh, incredibly sleep-deprived, haven't slept properly in months, and this is just how my body's responding. I now realise that it was from sitting in that room, breastfeeding continuously throughout the night and being stuck in this pocket of energy, this vortex. This is all new to me, by the way. Incredibly, incredibly new stuff. Shananda came in and she did an incredible healing and clearing on the apartment. She also did a healing on Raf. But she did let me know that there was something very icky and off about our apartment energy. She highlighted that it wasn't... Uh, a bad or horrible or terrifying energy, but there was just something very off-kilter about this place and that she got the feeling very clearly that no matter how many times she would clean up the energy in this apartment, that it would regularly uh, destabilize again. So that began the process and journey of me learning how to cleanse and clear this place and other places as well and learning how to cleanse and clear my energy and the energy of those in my family as well. This is where my relationship with Archangel Michael began as well, who I literally believe saved me for most of 2019 and even 2018. He kept me together and he allowed me to continuously heal and cleanse and rebalance and stabilize our apartment energy. So what then unfolded? Sleep didn't become perfect by any stretch of the means. It became very obvious to me that... There was something interesting about the energy in this house. And I say interesting because it never, it never feels horrible. It never feels scary. It never feels um, terrifying in any way. But it often feels like there's a huge block in this apartment. I've often felt that there's a stagnancy that comes with living where we are currently living. We're happy. We're safe. We're balanced. But there seems to be this major block. And it shows up in many, many areas of our life. So that really intensified the process of looking for a home. We decided that because of financial reasons as also because of a change in scenery, we would like to look at the central coast, which is only an hour and a half outside of Sydney. And so the process began. 
And we really started actively putting in offers and looking and trying to take, you know, take the major steps forward to buying a home around August, September in 2019, even though we had been looking for a very long time prior to that. And we hit wall after wall. Every offer we put in would get outbid. Every um, experience that we'd have would just feel really blocked and really stagnant. So that led me into this huge deep dive journey of surrender. And what I mean here is when you are not able to get away from where you think you should get away from, there has to be this point of deep acceptance. It wasn't going to serve myself or anybody else to be sitting in this place, hating it, wanting to run away, feeling angry or resentful or frustrated at it. And I remember sitting with Shananda and talking about my fear on, on not moving. And she said, so how would you feel if it's going to take you three years to move? And I remember hearing those words and thinking, wow, that's a long time. And I don't believe it's going to take that long, but I do understand that there is a major lesson of surrender for me again in this journey. So I spent a lot of time really focusing on gratitude and appreciation for the home that we live in. We live so close to my parents. We live so close to the beach. We have incredible neighbours downstairs. We have a beautiful garden outside that the kids can play in. So many positives. We live across the road from a big park where we can always just go across and hang out with other children and meet other locals. We have a stream of shops just 10 minutes walk away. We live in Sydney where there's so much accessibility and so many services right at our fingertips. So I spent a very long time coming to appreciate what we have and entering what became a state of full acceptance and surrender. And we moved through waves of actively looking for homes and then taking a pause. We've had plenty of arguments as a family and a couple on what we want and what we feel is blocking us and where we're going wrong or what we're doing that we should be doing or shouldn't be doing, all of it, right, all of it. Uh, my husband was definitely way more accepting and trusting than I have been in this process. I guess because I'm home every day with the children and feel very contained in this small space and craving a place to put a trampoline so Soleil can jump and move and craving space in the garden so I can grow my own veggies, which I'm not allowed to do in this apartment building. Um, craving a dog for the family and a slower pace and not living on a main road where I can constantly hear traffic noise going by. So I had a lot of resistance at certain times, but then also very deep pockets of surrender and acceptance. Now I'm sharing all of this background for you because we have found a home. We have just finished our cooling off period and we've signed all the contracts and we've paid the deposit and it's happening. It's actually happening. And it's kind of a shock really. And I'm going to tell you why. I had got quite complacent in my process of manifesting. I went through a very long period of tapping through my blocks around moving. And I'm going to highlight something here. In this whole journey, besides just learning to surrender to the apartment that we're in, I had to actually sit with 
my resistance in actually moving. So even though I felt it was time for us to go, there were lots of energetic blocks and belief systems that I had identified that were holding me back. Fear of moving, fear of change, fear of entering the unknown, fear, fear of making a mistake. And I had to sit with all of these and I did a quite an extensive long-term tapping process over a number of weeks where I would work through a lot of these blocks, chipping away, tapping away, until I would cry and sob and let it all out and then get to a place of peace with that. And then I went through a process of realising that if I moved, I would be leaving my parents and leaving my dad, who is very unwell and, like I've mentioned before, very slowly dying, and the guilt around that and the self-judgment around that, and I've had to sit and process that, or the idea of moving and taking my children away from uh, family that's nearby. It doesn't seem to make sense. Why would you move and go away from family? So there was a lot of stuff there that I had to work through. But once I got to the other side of a lot of that, I started to become quite complacent because I just felt like I don't have any control over this. I'm not a manifesting guru, clearly, because I haven't called in this home yet. And I am stuck. Every, every time I think, okay, it's almost about to happen and we're going to move at this point, it wouldn't. So I became complacent and a little bit dissociated from it because I didn't want to get my hopes up anymore. Then COVID hit <laughs> and once again the goalposts shifted again because we weren't able to go to see houses and the lockdown meant that there were no viewings and of course that progressed for a few months. And then we started up again and I ended up having a frustrated but very direct conversation with my guides and my spiritual support team. And it kind of went something like this. All right, guys, what the F? Okay, I reckon I've done the work. I don't think you can deny that I have done the work to clear whatever is possibly in the way of us manifesting this next stage for us. Don't think you can say that I haven't shown up repeatedly, I haven't accepted, that I haven't surrendered, that I haven't focused on gratitude. And I've done that all from a deeply spiritual space, meaning I haven't done it from my head and just faked it. I've actually truly done the work. So what gives? Do you think now it's time to cut us a break? Do you think now that energetically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, this place is starting to weigh on us? It is blocking me in so many ways and I'm done, right? So cough up, basically. This is kind of how the conversation went. And then I had a session with one of the incredible healers that I, I dip into here and there. And towards the end of the conversation, I just said, oh, actually, I just want to ask you, what is going on with this house business for me? Are we not even meant to move to the coast? And she said, no, 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 you are meant to, but I keep hearing August. And I just thought, okay, yeah, cool. So August came, moved into the middle of August, had a very heated conversation with my husband to push him as well because he became complacent. And I just want to say here as a side note that sometimes surrendered action actually does look a little bit like force and control. Sometimes you actually have to shake stuff up. Sometimes you actually have to push the buttons. Sometimes you actually have to say, okay, let's do this and actually use your drive and your desire and motivation to get stuff done. And especially if you've done all the cleanup work energetically, 
then you'll feel the moment when it's time to push. And I felt this. I felt this in the conversation with my husband where I was like, enough is enough. We've got to pull our finger out. Our daughter is starting school next year. I'm not interested in her starting school and then changing and moving. I'm not interested in that. That doesn't feel right to me. So we had this conversation and then a couple of houses came up. And my husband showed me one in particular. And it was beautiful. But I said to him, I'm not getting my hopes up. I'm not going to focus on it too much, but I'm happy for you to go see it. I'm open-minded to it. And let's just see what happens. Long story short, he came home. He saw it. He saw another one that he loved more, but it was way out of our price range. We went for it anyway, just for, you know, shits and giggles. And he also loved this one and said, I think you need to go up and see it. So I was driving up and it was the easiest ride ever. I've driven up before and I've been shaky or I've been nervous or I've been uncomfortable or it's been pouring with rain and I've almost killed myself driving up there. But today it was an easy drive this day. And I was driving up and I said, okay, guides, listen up. This is what I want to see. I want to see either a ladybug or a rose in the place it's meant for us. And guess what? I saw neither of those. <laughs> I didn't see any sign when I was up there that told me that this was going to be the house. Yeah, okay, surrender. Me and surrender are pretty tight now. So I was like, okay, let's see what happens. So we went for this other place that was outside of our budget. And we were waiting to hear what the vendor would say on this before we bid on another place. And just before I had heard back from the agent telling us that we weren't successful with this other property, I was lying in bed and I was looking through the photos that I'd taken of the apartment, or so the house that we've actually ended up purchasing. And I paused for a moment and saw in the bedroom something red sitting on the side table. And I zoomed in and it's a little blurry, but it's quite definite that there was a rose sitting on top of a candle votive. <laughs> I just went, right. So I called my husband up and I said, we're not going to get the other place. We're going to get this one. And he said, uh, I know, I know because I was driving the car the other day and a song came on and the song's name was the same name as the street of this house that we just purchased. And then not even an hour later, I got a phone call from the first vendor saying we weren't successful with that property. And then two days later, we secured the other house. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up, guys. You just can't. Is it the perfect home? Nothing is the perfect home. Are there elements of it that don't feel 100% right for me? Yes, definitely. I'm looking at things going, oh, I would change that. Oh, I wish that was different. But is it the great first home for our family? Is it a great transition? Is it a great street and a great environment and exactly where we need to be? Yes, I believe that. Am I terrified? 100%. I feel nervous and a bit shaky when I think about all the things to do and I think about the transition that our family is about to make and I think about stepping into the unknown and taking risks. But then I also think... I don't want to teach my children to play it safe and stay small. And if I can't demonstrate to them 
that I'm capable of taking a leap of faith and trying something new and being okay with however it turns out. If I can't do that, then how are they supposed to do that? And it's time. It's time to move. It's time to leave this place, this incredible apartment, which is the apartment where I brought both my babies home, where I've nursed them through sickness and breastfed them for years and this home that has held us through the first years of parenthood. This home where I stood in it when it was completely bare, waiting for the removalist to bring our furniture in 2014. And I stood in this room and it was the first time ever I felt soleil kick in my tummy. I have done rituals on this place and on the earth below to offer up gratitude and thanks and healing to the earth beneath. I have a very strong, clear intuition that this was a massacre site from a very long time ago, which breaks my heart and brings me to tears frequently. And I have done rituals to set ourselves up to release from this place. Rituals that I've been taught from many different mentors and healers. So the contract, the sacred contract that I have had in this home, although has provided some incredibly challenging times, has actually forced me to up-level and learn some incredible energetic skills. I have studied here. I have coached here. I have laughed and cried in here. I have fallen apart in here. And I have expanded on a soul level as a woman, as a mother, in my skill set, in how I operate in the world. And I'm so ready for the expansive feeling of being in our own home that we can make our own and that we can settle into energetically and emotionally be able to rest into, to be surrounded by birds and trees and light and to feel the joy of creating something for ourselves. I'm ready for that. And I'm really, really grateful to uh, the resilience within, to the universe for guiding me, for my husband's constancy and trust and surrender and for the chance to start something fresh and new. So let's see, yeah? Let's see what unfolds from here. Central Coast, I am coming for you. I'm excited and scared and exhilarated and nervous and all the things at the same time. But that is what life is about. Feeling, 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 feeling. Thank you for allowing me to share this story with you and to hopefully offer up some insight into trust and the journey of acceptance, the power of gratitude and trusting in the universe and its guidance and its signs and that everything unfolds as it's supposed to. Everything. And how it's not going to happen on the timeline that you wish it would. I think back and kind of go, okay, so if we had moved in April as we thought we were going to just before COVID, we would have been in lockdown, isolated in a completely new area. Or if we had moved last year when I was deep in sleep deprivation, it probably would have broken me into pieces. Or if we had moved at a different point 
maybe I would have missed out on meeting my incredible neighbour downstairs who has been able to support me and vice versa for the last two years. Or if we had moved too soon, maybe Soleil wouldn't have received the incredible Montessori education that she's had up until now. We don't know, right? We don't know the what-ifs at all. But what we can do is just keep staying in trust and remember that there is no timeline and all the feelings that you feel along your journey, whatever that is, it's all part of your own awakening and unraveling and therefore growth and transformation. I hope that something in here has landed for you. And I can't wait to share more over the coming months as we make our transition and journey into what feels like the unknown. Thank you so much for tuning into One Woke Mama. If you found this episode supportive, please subscribe and leave a five-star review over on iTunes. This is the best way to cheer me on and to ensure that One Woke Mama lands in the hearts and the ears of those that need it most. If you can think of somebody who would gain value from this podcast, please consider sharing it and doing them a favor. You can find me at claireobade.com or over on Instagram under claireobade underscore. I'm just one mama on the path to woke and I hope you choose to wake up with me too.